Welcome back to another episode of the Athletic Studio Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Kate Oman. I'm Gordon Jomini Bong. Today's episode, we're going to talk all about post-holiday workout strategies. We'll talk about fat-burning routines for the time-strapped executives. Do you want to kick us off? Gordon, yeah. it's going to be a rapid-fire episode. Yeah, this episode's all about just giving you value. When it comes to weight loss and fat loss, a lot of people are going to be thinking about it this time of year. Now, obviously, important disclaimer, these workouts alone are not going to get you to lose weight and lose fat. 90% of it is going to come down to your nutrition. But if you've got your nutrition right, we can optimize your training routine and workouts to further help your, your weight loss and fat loss. To start off with, from an overall perspective, when we are training for weight loss and fat loss, if it is with weight training, then we want to train at a certain intensity or rep ranges. What we would call it is we're training in your hypertrophy rep ranges or strength endurance rep ranges. Intensity, that's going to raise your heart rate up above 80 to 85% or higher and producing lactic acid and they're glycogen dependent workouts rather than in comparison if it's just a strength-based workout and you're only doing two reps, three reps, four reps or five reps, you're getting your heart rate up but it's not going to be as glycogen dependent so you're not going to expend as much energy as well. Any other training rules there, Kate, to, I guess, before we start with the methods? I definitely say frequency as well. I would suggest at least one to three sessions a week if we can. With these kind of sessions, they don't need to be super long, like 45 minutes in and out, but definitely getting that frequency will help overall with always like building muscle is the aim and at least retaining it, but burning that fat as well. Yeah. Cool. So these are the methods that we apply for our clients, depending on where they're at with their training. And more commonly, a lot of these ones, they're probably within their first, clients will probably do some of these within their first six months of training. So it is quite beginner to intermediate level, but depending on the, the exercise selection, you just want to make it specific for you as well. So the first one is called a heavy light method. With this, a client would actually be going from two rep ranges in a superset. Just for example, they'll do a heavier set of a compound exercise targeting the same muscle group. So let's say we're training legs and more specifically around the legs, we're targeting the quads. So the client might do, or you yourself might do five to seven reps of a barbell back squat. Now, because the rep range is at five to seven reps, then obviously the weight has to be heavy enough for the rep range. So after they've done that, they'll go straight into a lighter weight at 10 to 12 or even 12 to 15 reps at a simpler exercise. So this could be a dumbbell walking lunge or a leg extension or a dumbbell squat. So you're going from uh, quad heavy to quad light and you're getting the best of both worlds where you're getting a little bit of strength, but then you're tapping into a lot of hypertrophy strength endurance with the higher rep ranges and it can produce a fair bit of lactic acid by the end of it as well. So normally how you do the heavy light method is depending on how, like how you've got your training split. If you're training like two to three days and full body days, then you might choose four heavy light combinations, two for your legs and then two for your upper body, push, pull each. And that's how you do that. With the rest times, it might be 10 seconds or no rest between the exercise. And then after the last exercise, you might have 90 seconds to two minutes rest and then just go back into it and do three to four sets. Yeah. Another method we also do with our clients, again, a lot of bang for your buck, shorter period of time is a tri-set or some people call a giant set, similar to a 
heavy light method to a degree would be starting with a heavier more compound bigger lift then going to another accessory usually these are targeted around the same muscle groups and then when I do this with clients my third exercise is usually more of a higher rep more intense it even could be body weight because it's quite fatiguing at this yeah. point pairing three exercises back to back so as Gordon chatted to with the heavy light method you have the muscle under tension for a long period of time because we're basically doing these exercises back to back you get a lot of bang for your buck you promote fatigue and lactic acid build up in the muscle group and yeah it's a quite an effective way of training I would say this is more of an advanced way of training uh, but an example would be looking say maybe if we're looking for glutes, a heavier set for maybe six to eight, eight to 10 reps on a heavy glute drive, moving to a front foot elevated reverse lunge for 10 to 12 reps as your second exercise, and then moving to a more simple exercise being, for instance, a sumo explosive squat jump for say 15. So accumulating this fatigue in this muscle group, resting for about, yeah, as Gordon touched on, 90 seconds, and then mm. going through it again. Yeah, I think the first two, the heavy light method and the tricep, they're quite similar. So the heavy light method, you're just combining two exercises and then the tricep, you're combining three exercises together. And then depending on where you're at as well with the tricep, if you're just starting off, then you might even do the third exercise. It could be the opposite muscle group. Well, yeah, you're, right. you're still working pretty hard. Or even like a core exercise. Sometimes I do this with my training. I do heavy legs core. It's good for a time saver Yeah, because I would want to train core at the end, but it's I'm resting anyway. I may as well hold a plank for 40 seconds, 45 seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it can be a time effective way as yeah. well. Obviously with these ones, exercise selection is really important. If you're doing mm-hmm. this in the gym in, and, a bit, and the gym's busy, just for example, the third exercise in a tricep, it might be something that you can do that's without equipment. Mm, like banded or... Yeah, banded. And also the last exercise should always be the easiest exercise. You're not going to do the mm-hmm. last exercise, you know, 15 reps of barbell squat no (laughs) you're gonna be cooked you're gonna wreck yourself yeah when you're under fatigue as well it's high potential for injuries so that's why we do that easier Mm -hmm. exercise for the tricep if you're gonna plan it out let's say if you're doing a full body workout then it might be three sets you might have three combinations so a1 a2 a3 b1 b2 b3 and then c1 c2 c3 the first one could be for legs and then the second and third combination could be upper push and then upper pull yeah and then maybe finish off with some abs yeah. just to give people some structure. Mm. But hopefully we'll probably get some example workouts onto the Instagram page mm. anyway. Yep. The next one is called a German body composition program. With this one, it's really simple actually. You're doing four exercises in a row in the 10 to 12 rep ranges, so the hypertrophy rep ranges. And you're doing one lower push and then upper push and then lower pull and then upper pull. So what it could look like, you could be going from 10 reps of a barbell squat 10 reps of a seated dumbbell shoulder press, 10 reps of a leg curl, and then 10 reps of the lat pull down. Basically, you're targeting your full body. Now, instead of doing two exercises in a row to three exercises in a row, now with the German body composition program, you're actually going to four exercises in a row, but you're not doing the same muscle group. It's still going to be time consuming. So then you'll only do two combinations. So it would be A1, A2, A3, A4, and then B1, B2, B3, B4. So then your second combination is going to be a lot simpler than the first. So if you use the barbell squat for your first one, targeting your quads, then in the B series, you might do a leg press or a dumbbell split squat, for example. This is good because it doesn't accumulate, as you said, much fatigue. Mm -hmm. And you can, for the next B set, you should be able to perform pretty well. Yeah. Also, like even though they will be a little bit simpler with this, push pull opposite agonist antagonist it's gonna really make sure that when you're at that way or when you're at that exercise you can actually perform it well 
Yeah, that's correct with this one. When you're training, the training intensity should always be up, but doing four exercises in, in a row, if you've never done that before, with these compound exercises can be quite challenging. For sure. As yeah. well. More of an advance, I would say. More to a yeah. degree, depending yeah. on the exercises that you choose. Yeah, 100%. Like you could still do a similar setup with just machines, Yeah. but you wouldn't get the full effect of it. Like I'd rather just save this for someone who's a little bit more advanced to if they're squatting, deadlifting, even like doing chin-ups, bench press. That'll be a super hard program for them. Yeah, for sure. Then the next program is called Escalating Density Training or Beating the Clock. This one's good for lazy people or if you want to set yourself a time of, all right, I'm going to train for an hour and it just makes you have to train for an hour as well. How you'd do this one is break it up into, let's say, four 15-minute quarters if you're doing an hour or three 15-minute quarters. And let's say you choose two exercises, two or three exercises for the first quarter. And then you're trying to do, let's say, reps of 10. And then you see how many rounds you can do within that 15 minutes. So for week one, if I'm pairing barbell bench press with chin up for 15 minutes and I only get four sets out in 15 minutes, then next week I'm going to try and get five sets out or still do four sets, but with heavier weights. So you're just trying to beat your performance within that particular time as well. So it would be good for someone that kind of lacks direction maybe or motivation so they can yeah. get in, they know what they're doing already and it's them against themselves. Like it's a bit of a competitive edge is that how you yeah. explain it yeah exactly also it's for yeah let's say if you find yourself talking a lot in the gym right <laughs> yeah and you've only got okay you've got 15 minutes to do your first pairing of exercises and you start the clock you can't talk yeah You're trying to get in as many sets as possible yeah um, helps with getting it done yeah exactly in terms of body comp how would this be beneficial would you say or more so in terms of burning energy in terms of body composition you're doing more reps and sets hopefully over the same amount of time so you're increasing not only the training volume, but hopefully your performance load in the training as well. So you're creating that progressive overload. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that when you think of it, oh, okay, in 15 minutes, I'm going to do as many reps and sets as you, you always set yourself a rep. You always set yourself a rep range. So the rep range would always be 10, 10 to 12, 12 to 15, whatever you choose, or it could even be a higher bracket. You could even just choose anywhere between 10 to 15 reps. But for you to go nonstop 15 minutes, it's going to be super hard anyway. So naturally, you're going to have rest. Basically, take as much rest as you need, but at the same time, you should still be performing pretty hard. That's one that you can do. How would you go with implementing that type of program for yourself or for your clients, Kate? Good question. I'd definitely do it for someone who needs that motivation. I can understand time and place. I don't think it is for everyone, definitely, but it also could even be a good finisher to someone's end of the session. Like you've got a 15 minute window, you've done your strength training, maybe 45 minutes and they need maybe some accessory or higher rep stuff. Beating the clock can be a good way to finish off their session well and then have something to hold themselves accountable to or beat next week that's actually exciting for them to actually do and perform well. Like any training program, this one's a good one for, I guess, novelty yeah, as well. Yeah, you're right. You know, it would probably be a good workout well, to yeah. do during a holiday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If you're like limited on time and equipment, this could be actually quite effective. Mm. They're the main training programs that we wanted to go through and they'll be very easy for most people to implement. We'll have, you know, example training programs up on our Instagram that you can have a look at as well. And I think another important thing is your nutrition strategy to complement these types of training programs as well, just because they are going to be more glycogen dependent. Now, if you are doing two, three, four exercises in a row, the last thing that you want is to have diminished strength and not be able to lift the same weight and your performance to go down. Macronutrient timing would be important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I'm um, getting some carbohydrates in before you train is really important, whether it be like a something as simple as like a rice cake with jam, something like that. 
as you said, that can be quite taxing and you want to be able to for- perform, especially if you're capped on time. So having a source of carbohydrates before and a source of protein after is going to be super important around training. But other than that, I think keeping it simple throughout the day of just eating a good breakfast, lunch and dinner with prioritized protein, a good healthy source of fats and carbohydrates is always going to put you in good stead. If you are after that fat burning aim or losing body fat, it is important that you are in a caloric restricted state. So sometimes when we see this, we do have a little bit of depleted energy that is just something that comes with it. But if we can optimize, especially around training, getting the carbohydrates and protein in, it'll definitely offload those effects as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. If you're in a calorie deficit and you're doing these types of workouts, and let's say you train at night, right? If you have all your carbs in the morning and you've got six, seven hours before you train, yeah, you're still going to get through your workout. But just from personal experience with myself and clients, you just want to try and have the majority of your carbs within that for that day around your training time, if it is convenient. If you've got the time to have carb meals before and after your workout, then do so. And obviously with these workouts, your training intensity, you're going to be incorporating a deload week as well. Don't expect to be training at 100% performance for four to five, six weeks in these programs. Strategically on your fourth week or your fifth week, do less sets, bring the intensity down, or even just change the program altogether to something that's less stressful. That way you can give your body a a break because it shouldn't feel like a 12-week boot camp for any type of healthy fat loss strategy. And increase your calories when needed as well. So if you are seeing, you know, some great results with your training, then it's not the time to reduce your food even more. It's probably increase your food, see how much you can get away with. Any tips on that? Yeah, as you said, eating the most food possible is great. That's what we want to aim towards. So I think it's not slashing unnecessary amounts of calories for the sake of it. Being intuitive about it, seeing how your body and your training are both responding. If you're finding you're plateauing a little bit, then maybe, yeah, you might need a deload or maybe you need to look at nutrition. So, yeah. There we have it, guys. So a couple of, yeah, so four to five different training protocols that you can implement to get started in the new year to make it visually easier for you to see examples of these programs. We'll have them up on on Instagram for you as well. Thanks for listening, guys. We will chat to you in our next episode. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio Podcast, and we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, guys. If you found this episode useful, it would mean the world to us if you shared, rated, and liked this podcast. It's how we keep it alive. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Athletic Studio. We'd love to connect with you and see how your fitness and health improves with this newfound knowledge. Until next time.